0: Total truth, no, 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 see the way society is built today, like a trap, built in a way that keeps you in the dark, trapped, cause if your light shines through, you might figure out who and what you are, a magnificent being, don't be scared of that, do not be scared, that's why I'm here to help you remember, the power is within. Great morning, great evening, great afternoon, depending where you're at on this beautiful planet or this amazing universe, welcome to another episode of Brown and Spiritual AM. F, where me and the beautiful, amazing, talented, gifted Isela Garcia talk about topics, right? How, well, talk about spirituality and how it kind of shaped us into our lives and how it was there when we didn't know it was there and how it's here now that we're more aware, (laughs) if that makes sense. And today's topic is going to be along the lines of, I'm going to let Miss Isela hit this one. How about that?
1: Um, Yeah, becoming the observer. And you're right. You know, we... We talk about well one of the things that people say to all to me all the time is oh you have a gift. No I don't. <laughs> I do not have a gift. I am not special. I am like everybody else. And so what I mean by that is in terms of our spiritual development, our ability to connect with 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 spirit, our con- ability to align with source, all of that is inherent with each within each one of us. And so we all have And there are times even when you are unconscious of it, when you're not consciously aware that that the truth of who you are is fully and completely present. Um, And so learning how to become self-aware and becoming the observer is the first part to really honing in on your spiritual development.
0: Whoo! Honing, becoming aware. Right. So now, what types of scenarios, right, are we going to apply these and apply this awareness? And are we talking about like I think the the title? What was the title again? Becoming the observer. Becoming the observer. Right. And a lot of the times when when you tell me this, I think about situations that are chaotic. Right. When 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 adrenaline's rushing, when your heart's pumping, when you're feeling anxious, when shit's hitting the fan right? Is the type of ideas that come into my mind of becoming the observer. So what are some situations that you've been in where you had to recognize and realize that you had to become the observer?
1: Well, I think it's all levels. It's like those levels of awareness, but also one of the things I had worked on uh, several years ago now is recognizing moment by moment what I'm feeling and thinking, Because we have this idea or this generalization that we do where I feel feel like shit or I'm so tired or I feel amazing, right? But when you wake up in the morning and you pay attention, okay, what am I physically feeling? Where am I feeling? Without labeling it, right? Without saying I'm irritated, I'm tired, I'm whatever, just noticing it. And then get out of bed and then go through your normal routine and 10 minutes later do a check-in with your physical body. How What am I experiencing in this moment and where in my body am I experiencing it? And what you will find, even in the course of one hour, you're going to go up and down and up and down and up and down. Like in this moment, you know, I'm having my favorite coffee and I feel good and it just feels amazing in my mouth and I love it. And then the next minute, I can't find my damn keys. (laughs) Right. And so we go up and down, up and down, up and down. And what happens when those big moments occur, right? Where we're like overwhelmed and having to, well, we feel so emotionally charged by it. We are unable at that point to make some objective decisions because emotionally we are in it. So when we become aware in the little things in life, you know, the little moments, that practice of noticing. What am I feeling? What am I thinking? What am, what's? what and why like what just happened that's creating this experience and it, there isn't always an answer to that i woke up this morning feeling kind of shitty and kind of like low energy and yesterday like in the evening i was fine and this morning i woke up that way i kind of did a, a body check to figure out okay what's going on and i'm just noticing without judgment that's the other piece is we judge ourselves like why do i feel like this and i should have gone to sleep earlier and what blah, 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 blah. and we'd we berate <laughs> ourselves Just noticing it is the practice. And at that point, we can make decisions. But when those big things happen, it's being able to pull out of it and look at it objectively instead of being emotionally charged by it. What are your thoughts, Mark?
0: (laughs) When you say pulling out. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah,
1: it's
0: so much, too, Right? <laughs> it's so much better to stay in, but it costs you so much more if you stay in there, right? Would... <laughs> Nine months, it could have been not worth it. This <laughs> buddy, <laughs> <laughs> never a dull moment, right? Browning, spiritual, Browning, weird as fuck. I told you guys. So yeah, so to really be able to pull out from the from the situation, right? To really take a step back and get a bird's eye. View Right? So you said,, um, drinking, right your your best coffee. drinking you're your the one that you love so much, and then the next second later, forgetting that you were drinking this amazing coffee and how amazing your day was, and then all of a sudden, I can't find my fucking keys. Right, <laughs> right. right You know what I mean? And in that moment, right? So I imagine this, right? So I, as I see this scenario happening, I see the average person, I see the average person because I used to be right there with them. I start panicking. Right. right? I'm looking like, where the fuck are my keys at? Oh, no. Got to go over here. Got to go over there. And, and they're typically in a spot that is easy to see. But because you go into that zone, because you go into that panic zone, right? Because you go into the frustration mode, automatically, you can't see things clearly. Right. Right. And I remember this growing up. Um, because my mom, I'm great at finding things by the ways guys. And I got to thank my mom for that because she had this amazing phrase, right? Can you guys guess what this phrase was? Well, I grew up in the eighties, right? I'm an eighties baby. So that phrase was, if I go in there finding, I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> 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 right. So yeah. when I'm in that zone, I hear that, right? And as I was growing, when I was younger, it put me in a frantic. Oh no. But now because of that phrase, it taught me I didn't realize what I was doing. Is I slow down, I breathe, and I reassess the situation, right? Because I know that if I slow down and I don't do things in a panic, right? It's gonna pop up somewhere. I'm gonna be able to use my vision, um, comb the area. Right. And I'm able to think clearly. Right. Um, versus frantically looking for stuff. So, I, mom, thank you very much for teaching me how to stay cool, calm and collective in a hairy situation. <laughs>
1: um, last night, my daughter, who has ADHD, we all do in my family, but she uh, knew she had homework and it's math and she doesn't feel very com- confident in math. And so she kept saying I have math, I have math and we went for a walk and she said I have math and then she comes inside and we um we made dinner together and she's like I have math and so her bedtime she's for she's going to be 14 tomorrow so her bedtime's still like early compared to like a lot of 14 year olds she goes to bed between 8:30 and 9 and um so she was coming up on that time and her my husband her dad said you know it's almost time for you to go to sleep and she's like oh i have math and then she went to go get her math book and i remembered as a child i mean you you said what your mom used to say to you i remember like why the fuck do you wait this long and then you pull out your then you pull out your homework you should have been working on your homework this whole time Da da, 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 da right well my husband i'm aware of that though because i've worked many many years not only with children but becoming aware of like my own shit and I'm projecting it out. And so I said, you know, I just did a quick reminder to her. You knew that you had math. Now you're in a panic trying to finish it. And so tomorrow we, we need to create a, a different plan. And um, my husband, though, got triggered by it because he also wasn't confident in math. He also um, would avoid things. He also like that was kind of his story that was sort of playing out in front of him. And so he reacted. And for whatever reason, when he reacts to her, she goes into a full on meltdown. And he, my husband doesn't raise his voice. He doesn't yell. He doesn't demean. He doesn't do any of those things. And very infrequently, does he like correct her in a way that sounds like a correction? It's usually just a conversation. And, um, but he, it's his story. Right. It's his story. So he reacted and she went into this full on sort of meltdown and then she couldn't she couldn't do the math because even with the best intentions, she was in her own freakout place. And so she couldn't access what's called her prefrontal cortex where executive function is in the brain. She couldn't do the work. And um, and so she went to bed feeling like shit. And I know he you know, I tried to talk to him after she had gone to bed, but he was in his space still. And this morning, um, and I let it rest. Like, I didn't go and go, oh, you need to, or you shouldn't, or you did Like, we didn't need to do that. So this morning, he and I had a conversation. And I said, did you talk to her? And he said, I told her that was me. That was all on me. So he was able to take responsibility for that. And then we also talked out, you know, sometimes what happens is we're triggered by a situation and we project out, right? It's my story. And that's why I'm irritated by it. And, and it's reminding me of my own shit. And I don't like to be reminded of my own shit. And so that process of being able to step back and notice it and go, you know what? I just went to a thought. I'm feeling that, that frustration, irritation, or whatever it is. In my gut, in my throat, in my hands, just noticing it without judging it. That's the piece. You don't need then your voice coming in and be like, I know better than that. I've been working on this shit for 15 years. Why don't I get it? It's not that you don't need to go into the place of judgment. It's just noticing it. Because once you notice it, you can notice it with grace and go, you know what? I have these experiences. We all do. And I don't care how spiritual you claim to be. You all get everyone gets pissed off. Everyone gets anxious. And so noticing it, give yourself like you said, a time to breathe, to acknowledge it, and then you can refocus and then choose what to do or how to respond differently. What do you what are your thoughts, Mark?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. You know what I mean when when you start saying things like that's really dope that he was able to see here. Here's the thing, people, is sometimes you're not going to notice it in that moment. Right. Yep. Sometimes you're not going to notice. Sometimes you have to sleep on it. Sometimes you have to go through. Sometimes you have to just realize. Right. And then come back. And that was really dope that he was able to share that. Right. He was able to say, hey, you know what? That was me. That was in you. I was throwing my shit on you. That yeah. was a trigger. And it's so be, because this happens, I work in the hospitality industry, guys, right? I've been in this mother lover for like 20 years. And let me tell you, there was a point in my life where I was like, fuck this. I hate this shit. I hate people. It's everybody's fault. The, the, the cooks don't know how to talk to you properly. Your manager doesn't know how to talk to you properly. You're working with shitty fucking coworkers, right? But at one point, I thought to myself, holy smokes. I used to love this at one time. Mm. Right. And these are highly stressful situations. when you're dealing with food and drinks and people want that stuff. Right. But you have to depend on your coworkers in order to help you as a team. Right. Um, it's a little frustrating. Right. When when you go back and your food's not made properly or it's taking forever and you have to learn to ask. Right. And so when somebody would be rude. Right. To me, I didn't realize that it was me that was able to accept that ruin is because it was my shit. Like they were, I wasn't paying. I wasn't, I wasn't empathetic to their situation. Right. I wasn't compassionate to their situation that they have 20 million tickets in the fucking window and they got five other servers coming over there asking them questions. Right. And so when I go to ask that question for the 20th time from a fifth different server, right. They snap. Right. right? They snap at you. And, and I, and I take that. I would take that personally. Here's another thing. Certain situations are not always personal. Right. Right. So fast forward a few years, right? Hospitality industry has not changed at all, really. Right. People still want their food. They're still demanding. You still got you still got coworkers that you wouldn't choose to be on your team, but it's not your business. Right. You still got cooks that take things certain ways. They take it personally. Not everybody's on the spiritual development pathway. Right. And so what switch is the way I approach these situations. Mm-hmm. Right. Is saying, wait a minute, not taking it personally right? Saying, wait a minute, why am I being triggered by this person yelling at me, right? And before, I wouldn't notice until a couple of days later, and I'd have to come to the cook. I'd have to come to my friend, my boss, whatever it was, say, hey, you know what? The other day, I was having a tough day. I came at you sideways. I apologized, and I knew that was me. It wasn't you, right? Or maybe it was you and me together, mixed, put in a a bad situation, and we just blew up, right? We've had our, we're at a tolerance level. Now, right? I start to recognize that in the moment while it's happening right and i've been on this path for a while right and just because i see it and i feel it coming on doesn't always mean i respond respectfully right right because we're human and sometimes our emotions get the best part of us and i still like you, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, shit. And it's too late sometimes in the moment because I'm saying, Mark, don't do this. But my mouth is like,
1: fuck you. It's <laughs> 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 <Right? In> slow-mo. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's slow-mo. It's like, don't say it because you're going to regret this later. But it's, sometimes it's too late and it's not judging yourself for the situation. It's recognizing it and saying, hey, you know what? My bad. I couldn't stop that one, but I could stop it from repeating throughout the day because sometimes it could start in the beginning of the day. And if you don't catch that shit, if you don't realize that you're taking shit personally, this could last the whole week,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And that's, yeah. that, that, that's it, it is still tough. I'm telling you guys, it's still tough because just this last weekend, right? Being in the hospitality industry, I go into a situation sometimes knowing that the way the world is, it's not always running on point. We never have a day that just shit can run smoothly, right? And I know that, right? But still, there's points in the day that just, like, they trigger you, mm-hmm. right? And it could be anybody. You can imagine when you're dealing with 100 people in one day, that's 100 opportunities for somebody to fucking poke at you, right? right? So, Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think part of this journey, it's one of the things um, I talked about in our last episode, um, episode 12, I put it in the description where there's an intersection between being in physical form, right, and having this experience. And I think at this physical experience that we're having is really as a part of our development. It is the development of our soul. It's, it's the unlearning and being willing to see the truth in every situation that we are in. And so that's where we intersect. So we're in this experience. You go to work, you deal with people, you've got all these things coming at you. And then there's the other part of every single one of us, where we are in union, right, in union with our higher self, where we are still in that collective oneness. And that's the truth of who we are. And so learning how to bring that experience, or even that awareness into our day to day lives, I think is what's critical. It's, it's the key part of this, that there is a spiritual reason for everything. And the people who come into your life that, and I'm saying we as a collective, we come into my life and I feel like I'm triggered by it, or I feel like I'm telling my story about them. I have to remember to look within myself to go, okay, what is happening in this relationship that is either reminding me of myself or reminding me of something that I still need to forgive? And so every time I'm moving in and out of experiences, I have to become aware of my emotional um, responses to those things in order for me to be able to unearth the things that are getting in the way of me living that peaceful, loving experience of life. And so, and like I said, it goes up and down and up and down and up and down in the course of 24 hours. So for me, anyway, the key is, okay, I have this, um, th- there was an image that my daughter used to draw when she was little, she used to draw all these people, and then she would put a line going from like the set where their heart space is all the way up through their head and would go up to the very top of the paper. And it was crazy to see that because she drew it and she drew it and she drew it. And I realized just because we have these types of conversations, that's the alignment. That's the truth of who we are. That's always present within us. Always. It's just if we have that willingness to access that, to let things go, to forgive, to be honest with ourselves, all that, that truth is always available. And my when I was working my, my, my dissertation, my mentor said to me one time, and it changed the course of how I saw things. He said to me, Isela, courage is always available. And I was like, oh my God, courage is always available. Like that courageous act of shifting out of blame and I'm right and you're wrong and recognizing that the way that I'm looking at it has more to do with me than the person in front of me is a courageous act because it makes you vulnerable, right? And we don't want to be vulnerable, especially I think the way I was raised, you know, I was raised where, you know, you don't show people your vulnerability and, you know, as a strong woman, like you don't let anybody know that you're sweating. You don't let anybody know that you're afraid. That's the way I was raised. And so that vulnerability piece of being able to say, Hey, you know what? I fucked up. I fucked up and it was less about you. You just reminded me <laughs> of my own shit that I'm carrying around still.
0: That is, you know, the blame. As you were talking, I, w- I was thinking about that. Right, I, I was feeling into it because in the past, right, working in the restaurant once again, right. There's a lot of moving pieces. Right. There's I a lot imagine. of there's a lot of opportunity to put the blame on somebody. Yeah, totally. You didn't make my burger right. You didn't make my enchiladas right. I'm not even supposed to be here. You call me in, right? Like all these (laughs) fucking, like all these different things that we hold grudges about, not realizing that we chose to be here in these situations, right? I chose to yell at the cook for not putting my fries up at the same time as my burger, right? Mm -hmm. Because there could have been a hundred reasons why that happened. But I chose to lash out, right? And I want to blame that person for me yelling. They didn't force me to yell, right? But I use that as an excuse to yell, which nowadays people that work with me know that I I, I tend I don't raise my voice very often. Stay cool, calm a collective in the pocket. That's because it's 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 a lot of experience in working in high stressful situations, right? People are like, man, the buildings could be falling apart, Mark, and you're just like. Who common and collective right, so like last week I went and got a um <laughs> funny situation I went and got a a a vaccination right, which I'm totally against, but in my mind shift, I think we talked about this on the last on the right. last one, right, so what had happened was right. When I so when I was young, <laughs> when no, I was younger, what I, had happened was <laughs> what had happened was when I was in sixth grade, right? Me and my brother went to go get our sixth grade shots, booster shots, right? And me and him were having a good time, we're laughing. I'm scared of needles, right? But I get the shot. Um, the nurse doesn't sit you down, and we're sitting there laughing about our band aids and whatnot. And then two seconds, five seconds later, it was lights out. Shoo! <sighs> Hit my face on the fucking scale. My brother's screaming. My dad's like, "Wake up!" I wake up and there's I'm in the do- I'm in the doctor's hand and people are searching around. And like it was just a traumatic experience. Wow. Right? I passed out. So let's fast forward to last weekend. Um, I went and got another vaccination. Right, and I'm nervous as fuck. Right, I'm really like I- I'm not scared, but I am scared of me being vulnerable. Right, because it's one I don't believe in getting like I believe in an immune system right I'm pro immune system right but for where I want to go and the things I want to do in life this is necessary for that right and my love for humanity always my lens of seeing things a certain way so right I get there and this lady named I should have known her name was Karen right <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Karen and she's like my name is Karen I'm going to be taking I was like wait what Right. She said, Don't worry, you're not gonna feel the thing. I'm really great at this. I'm like, you know what, Karen? I hope you're right because I'm gonna leave you a review if you hurt me. Right? Like, gonna gonna leave leave mine, don't worry. Right. And then get this, man. Not only was her name Karen, the other guy, the um, I think it was like the manager or whatever, his name was Brandon. Right? <laughs> so these are <laughs> So these are two days I had two opportunities to walk away. Right? Anyhow. So she she's right. She gives me, she gives me the shot, right? It's fine. It's cool. I'm good. She's like, see, I told you, like, Hey, You were right, Karen. She's like, you know what? Just sit right there and relax. And I'm gonna give you about five to ten minutes just to make sure you're all copacetic, right? So I'm sitting in my seat, right, in the cubicle, right, and in this this blocked off area, I'm like in an aisle, right, and it's blocked off by like a just a, a flimsy ass closet, right. Nice place. Nothing to worry here, people. This is so professional, right? I could buy fucking shoe soles right next to me if I want to, <laughs> right? But anyhow. I'm singing, I'm sitting there because I'm trying to keep myself cool, calm, and collective in this situation, right? Because I already got it. Okay, that hard part was over, but now my mind's running. Oh my gosh, what is it going to do to me? And all kinds of stuff. And I'm sitting there singing, trying to keep myself cool, calm, and collective, right? And I'm singing this song. Um, Who can it be now? Right? Because I'm trying to keep myself... I don't know why that song popped in my head, right? But I felt that same feeling when I was like in eighth grade, sixth grade, whatever, Come up, and I'm like, oh shit! And I thought I was gonna be able to control it. Before you know it, the next scene I hear is somebody waking me up, saying, "Hey, are you okay?" I'm like, what the fuck happened? Right? I passed out. Oh, wow. Right? And I woke up, and I'm like, holy smokes! And he's like, oh my gosh, you scared me. And I'm like, what? And I'm looking, and I'm like, oh shit! And so I, I, I reach back, and I go against the the aisle, right? Because I knocked the whole fucking closet down, right? I knocked over the office, <laughs> right? <laughs> and everybody's watching this. And in that moment, I thought to myself, grab my phone because I documented the whole part. I should have kept the camera on while I was singing, right? <laughs> and and I woke up and I put myself against it and I could see everybody's faces They're like, oh my gosh, you're scared, right? But in that moment, I am not. One, I know that this happened before. Um, I see people that are in more need than I am because they're about to have heart attacks and pass out, right? And everybody's like, oh my gosh, everybody's rushing around. And I grab my phone and I'm just recording like nice. And I was like, damn it, Karen, you said you weren't going (laughs) to hurt me, right? And I was like, I'm just joking. Karen didn't hurt me, but something did, right? And in that moment I was cool, calm, and collective while everybody was rushing around, right? The paramedics come, they're checking my vitals. I'm over here making jokes. And the lady's like, How do you have such a fucking sense of humor throughout this chaotic situation? And it's like, Well, because being scared is not gonna help anybody, right? And I seen the look on that lady's face when she was like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yeah. Right. So it, it, it's one of those things, like my training, the stay cool, calm and collective. And that's scary because don't get me wrong. I was scared. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Especially with all my ideas and beliefs that I have around this shit. And it's like, oh, right. see, you should have left when you heard her name was Karen and you heard her <laughs> name was Brandon. And then you were in this very professional cubicle. Right. You should have just fucking ran for the door. <laughs> right. but That's what happened. Right. And um, to stay calm and collective in that scenario where everything seemed to be falling around me was an interesting situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's hysterical. Um, you know, one of the things I think as I'm listening to you is that um, sometimes what happens is we get so wrapped up in the story, in the story of fear and the story of uncertainty That we let that step forward and it will always step forward unless you become aware that the fear is irrational, um, that the fear is is just a story that you have created, right? It's like when we start to recognize, that's the key part is to recognize it and, and then recognizing it in the moment. In the moment that it's happening, I get to choose how I'm going to respond to this situation. I get to get swallowed up by it, wrapped up by it. Um, And for some people, I want to say this, because this used to be me. I was comfortable in being wrapped up in the misery. Like that, I wouldn't intellectualize it. Like I would understand it, but I felt victimized by it. But I was comfortable in the experience of woe is me. Like, oh my God, this horrible thing happened to me and bad things keep happening to me. And, you know, shit when, oh, what was that? When when it rains, it pours. It's like all of this <laughs> stuff, right? Yes. That we just, not only are we, um, we tell the story, but the story is comfortable even though we claim we don't want it, right? We claim we want out of the bullshit, but we hold on to it with all our might.
0: Yes. You know, and, yeah. Go ahead. That, that 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 brings me to the next to the to the next. I was just thinking about this as you as, as you were stating, right? Like in that moment, I could see like an actual Karen, right? What we call nowadays, saying, "Look what you did to me! Oh my gosh, you did this, you did that, and wanted to cause a big old scene because that is scary. That's like you know what I mean. People make big scenes about hamburgers, right? right. Like a shit, you not like, oh my gosh, you wanted medium well. This one came a little more." Medium ish versus medium. Well, and then they make a big old scene about it and they start blaming everybody for their shit not being made right. Accidents happen, right? I could have sat there and blamed Karen for passing me out and then went on a tangent of why this is a horrible thing and blah, 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 blah. But I caught that, right? Right. I caught it in my head and say, this is a story that I'm telling myself, right? This is an opportunity for me this time, right? To sit back and say, okay, I chose to do this for one, I was here. I, I opted in. Right. I knew the risk. Right. And oh, I've God. been here before. So here's another opportunity just to be like, whoa, and look at it from a different light. Right. And you, should, can you imagine if somebody was next in line? <laughs> How they felt? You know what I mean? Like, all right, who's Don't next? Work. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Got one out the way, right? Like, it's completely safe. <laughs> yeah, completely safe. Don't worry. It's my own shit. This is me. I I it happens every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> this is a reminder, right? Um, but 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 I could have caused. I could have created so many different scenarios in my head right yeah. but 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 i chose to say okay let, let let's make this cool clear and let, let let's move on everybody had a traumatic experience here everybody got to witness what happened and now we just move on from here right and that was it and they went no along our merry life right it's yeah. not always that easy
1: though well i think in part even the way you tell the story so even the way that you're telling the story now is about here's my part yeah and here's her part and this is what happened as opposed to look what they did to me yeah <laughs> look at the right it's like we start to tell the story in a way that we we become responsible for our own thoughts and our own responses to our thoughts yeah. right like i was i was afraid like yeah i was afraid and then this is what I did, or, and then this is what I said. And one of the things I always become afraid of is I don't want people to dismiss their emotional response to things or their reaction to things. And the reason why is there are a lot of people in the spiritual community who avoid getting in touch with their emotional, their emotions and um, their thoughts and feelings, and even past trauma. Because, not because, they lean into the spiritual realm, you know, like they lean into like everything happens for a reason and God is good and God takes it, but they've got the shit that they haven't dealt with. And so they, it's called spiritual bypass, where they bypass their bullshit and lean into this esoteric beliefs that really aren't true in their existence of life. It's just they avoid it all and claim these things in hopes that that kind of shit's going to disappear. It's not going to disappear. You signed up to come into this physical form to deal with your shit. That's your only job. (laughs) (laughs) your only job. Deal with your shit. Let it go so that you can unlearn all this and you can really find that union with this collective oneness that we are. And, and it's there, you are there still, the, the problem is you don't feel it, you know, you you don't, it's hard to get in alignment with it because of the bullshit that gets in the way. And the bullshit is the, the stories then and in and, and our own problems, like our own, I don't want to say problems, it's more like our own issues that we have not been willing to deal with. You know?
0: Yeah, I could totally see that happening. Right? I could totally see because I do see it. I hear it all the time. It's like, well, everything happens for a reason, so I'm right. not going to do nothing about it. I'm just going to sit here and allow it to to happen, right? And by not taking action, by not taking inspired action, by not doing something about it, it's doing something about it, right? right. Is that kind of allowing? It's like somebody throwing dirt on you, right? And you say, well, this is just this is supposed to happen, so I'm just going to sit here until I'm fucking buried, right? Does that right. make any sense? Like you have an opportunity to try to get out. Yeah. You have opportunity to try to jump out. Right. Well, they might swing the 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 shovel at me. Well, right now, all they're doing is throwing dirt on you. You don't know yet until you try to climb out. And if they do swing that at you, well, then at least you tried. right? (laughs) Right. But that spiritual bypass is you do. You see it so often. Right. I could have spiritually bypassed all this. Right. And just said, well, I guess I'm not supposed to go down this path. Right. Spirit will open up another way somehow. Well, that's like praying to God. Right. And expecting a miracle to happen without actually me having to do something.
1: Right. Right. And a lot of
0: people in the spiritual realm, they say, well, it's supposed to just be easy. It's supposed to just happen. Like all of a sudden, a million dollars is just going to show up in the realm. No, maybe the tools will show up. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe the right book, maybe the right person. Right. And then you engage and you build something out of that. And out of that, uh, out of that, um, what would you call it? A relationship. You create something. Yeah. Right. And then that's where the million dollars comes. Right. You ask for a new house. Right. And then all of a sudden, magically. Right. There's some nails and a hammer and some wood. Right. But you still have to go and get the tools and put together all the pieces and do it kind of yourself, like home people. Right. Do it yourself type stuff. Right. And I think that spiritual bypass, people think it's just going to magically appear in this realm. Now, don't get me wrong, because there's other areas out there that we we would talk about them where things magically just manifest, right? But we're in this realm right now. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to get muscles, they're not just going to grow unless I go and get some surgery, right? Magically, you know how I get them? It's time under tension by actually doing a little lifting, right? right? And then the muscles tend to grow. So uh, it's really interesting about that awareness and how people in our I don't even like to say it in our realm, but in the spiritual realm, right? In the spiritual community, will kind of use that as an excuse to not, you know, and then blame right. the tools at their hands for not working. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, you got to use the tools.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a woman that I worked with. I, I was in the field of crisis intervention for a long time, which means I worked with folks who would experience trauma um, and children and families. So all levels of trauma. And I had a woman say to me, she was in a domestic violence situation. I've never forgotten this, this story or even our conversation about it because we had supported her through the process of of leaving that situation many times. And um, and there are lots of reasons why people stay in domestic violence situations. Um, and that, you know, I'm not going to go through all of those reasons, but one of the things that she used to, she was a very, very devout woman um, Christian I think she was Christian and not Catholic I was trying to leaning trying to remember which one or the other but I remember her saying when he came back that next time and they were reconciling she said to me God, God wouldn't have brought him back to me if it wasn't intended to be And I remember how much I struggled with that personally, like in that moment, because number one, I grew up with a very abusive mother, but a very strong woman who was like, you know, one of the, oh my goodness, this is a funny memory. One of the things that we used to do every year, I don't know if you remember this movie, you might be a little bit too young, but it was called The Burning Bed. And it was about a woman. It was a true, based on a true story, and it was a woman whose husband was um, uh, was abusive, and she attempted to leave many times with her children, like in the middle of the night, and she had nowhere to go but to her mom, and her mom liked the husband, and so she would send her back, or she would answer the phone and tell the husband, "Yeah, they're here." it was awful so she couldn't get rid of him she couldn't get rid of him she could and she she didn't have money and she couldn't every time she tried to flee she just couldn't and she had three little I think it was two or three babies I'm little ones so one day she made a plan to get all those babies in the car and she tied his ass to the bed and she like uh, up on the post and then she put gasoline all over him and she lit him up okay She burned down, burned him in the house, and drove off with her children. We used to watch that as a family. (laughs) (laughs) This was an annual ritual that my mother used to sit me down from the time I was very little.
0: This interview's over. (laughs) (laughs)
1: and she would tell me like this is you know you don't let any man treat you blah 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 and I mean there were lots of great things I think about that the the undercurrent of that message but it was fucked up because part of how I grew up was like men are assholes men are gonna cheat men are this you stand up against that you don't let anybody hurt you and but I didn't have the way to like connect intimately (laughs) I was strong as hell but I didn't know how to like let a man in you know, because I was like waiting for the shoe to drop and for me to like light the bed up <laughs> <laughs> in case I needed to flee. I knew what to do. And so that was part of kind of how I grew up was this this um, very strong uh, belief systems about, um, you know, men and protecting myself from those experiences. Where, where was I going with this? Why did I share that?
0: (laughs) Abusive abusive relationships, not wanting to get out. God brought that person
1: back. So then she, I remember sitting there going like, I remember the story, right? I remember the story and that was me. That was like, you don't let any man treat you like that. Like you don't let any, like I just started to replay that in my head. And I remember saying to her, I think, what God's message might be to you because I didn't want to judge that. I didn't want it to be like, you know, are you nuts? Blah, 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 blah. I said, have you ever considered that God's message might be for you to stand up and and do what is best for you and your kids? That him returning might be the opportunity for you to finally say enough's enough. Because the children were really impacted by these experiences, if you can imagine. I mean, the abuse happened not only to her, but to the children as well. So it's like, um, you know, and, and how does that change the course of their life experience? And so maybe they need to see a mom who's willing to stand up. So I just gave her that as an option. But I recognized in that moment, I was like, burn the fucking bed down. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. That brings a whole new like meaning to getting steamy in the bedroom, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a lot of heat in this bedroom, but I, whoa,
1: yeah. So what we do is we that spiritual bypass, right? It's like I am not willing or ready or able at this point to really uncover and dissect the things that, um, are, are traumatic and have impacted me significantly. So I lean into this belief system that it's all happening uh, exactly as it should. And I believe that I, I'm not saying that I don't believe that. I think in part, you're an active player in that experience. And you know, it's that story. Remember, I think you even shared it, but it's, it's a very common uh, story where someone stranded on the Island and they're saying, God, help me, please, help me, please. And they send out the ship. And he goes, no, 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 I'm waiting for God. God is going to come. I know he will. And then they send out, like, an airplane or a, a helicopter came. He said, no, 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 thank you. God is going to come. I know God's going to come and save me. And so, like, something else came. And then he ended up in heaven. And and um, he says, why didn't you save me? He was like, you stupid ass, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. I sent you <laughs> <laughs> do those things, But because we are completely, I think, disconnected from our emotional state, oftentimes, we are unaware that the things that show up in our lives, whether it be people, situations, circumstances, um, you know, even things that happen physically within us are all messages, are all ways for us to become much more self-aware.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I could see. And it's really interesting it's to, to see that story, right? She had an opportunity, right? Did she really have to burn that motherfucker in his bed? <laughs> right? right? You know what I mean? Did she really have to burn him? And then not only that, risk going to prison, right? But that wasn't the point of the story. Wait, <laughs> I know, but hold on. This, she got the choice, right? This is, this is what we're talking about right here. We have right. a choice. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the guy that was sent the boat, he had a choice right. to jump on the boat or not. Right. But his idea of what God was, it was, was clouded in a sense. Right. Yeah. Kind of. We, we think things need to look a certain way. Right. We think getting away needs to look a certain way. Right. I have no money. My mom keeps calling this motherfucker back. chattel telling on me. My mom doesn't let me. The only way I got to get away is to set him on fire. Right. <laughs> And possibly go to prison and i lose my kids. And then I get abused by a big Bertha in prison. Right. Like, (laughs) you know, or you know what I mean? She could have just picked up and just like disappeared. Yeah. Right. Uh, But it's crazy to think the limited ideas that pop into our heads and our brains through the conditioning. Right. For her, her back was against the wall and that was like all she could really do. And, and I could, under we could understand that we could get that. Right. And it's like, huh. I imagine for the 10th time this week, the cook made my shit wrong. And I just said, you know what, instead of saying, Hey bro, this is already 10 times. What is the issue? And then, but this time I decide just to say, (laughs) can you imagine like just throwing that food at him or at a guest, right? Can you imagine if a guest got upset, so pissed off at you that they threw the food at you, right? So there are certain things in a certain areas and in two, in a sense, right? That is God. If I'm on a on a mission to have better awareness, right? To be more um, more empathetic, to be more compassionate. Maybe more assholes are going to show up into my realm, right? Yeah, absolutely. To help, to help give me an opportunity to, to see it differently. So it's really interesting the different levels of things that people are willing to go through.
1: Yeah. And the awareness within each one of those, because once you become aware, again, thoughts and feelings, the other big one is judgment. And all of us struggle with this. All of us struggle. I don't care who you are. Everybody struggles with judgment. And, you know, there are re- reasons why we judge. Part of it is we want to make ourselves feel, and a lot of this subconscious. It's totally at an unconscious level. We have a need to make ourselves feel more important or better. And so we judge for that reason. We judge based on our own ideologies and our belief systems. We judge um, because we believe that there's a separation between each one of us as individuals. And one of the things um, that uh, we had a woman who was part of our Course in Miracles group many years ago, and um, now she's one of our Canadians, and she and I are still connected. And I remember her saying that one of the ways that she learned how to um, uh, recognize her judgment or or to shift out of judgment, she would see somebody doing some stupid shit or what the way she would perceive it as stupid shit, right? And she would go, oh, look, look at what God's wearing today. Oh, look at what God's doing today. <laughs> Because if we recognize that each one of us are, are aspects of God, each one of us are part of that, that collective consciousness, and we all play a significant part within that oneness, that when we start to recognize each other as such, then we can shift, we, we begin the practice of shifting out of judgment. But you have to be aware that you're doing it first. And that's where the awareness being, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What, like, where am I projecting my own stuff to? Why am I telling myself that story? You know, why am I so attached to this? Um, and and when we're starting to move into that judgment, that awareness helps. Oh, I just went there. Let me rein it back in. Right? So what I
0: just heard is people don't show up to piss you off. They show up to help you be more aware. Yep. Is that kind of what I just heard?
1: Yeah. And right? that's a hard one to swallow sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, that's like, a oh, big ass pill, did. like
0: for a horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is this not even for us. And, it, and, and also you said something way back then also that things all do happen for a reason, right? They're lined up and it happens in that way. However, we're an active player in changing the course a, a centimeter here or there, directing yeah. it a little more. Right, because let's just say a scenario happens, right, like the lady burning the the, the, the her her boyfriend in the bed, like she, there was a multitude of choices that she could have made, right? She could have drowned him instead, maybe probably waterboarded him, but she chose to set him on fire, or she could have just disappeared and got a new boyfriend to take care of him right, or her and her kids, right, But when things arise in that scenario, right. We're an active player. So we have the opportunity because God is wearing the become more aware outfit, right? Not right. the piss you off outfit. It's how I perceived it as the piss you off outfit when you say, No, I'm helping you be aware. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's really interesting to look at it from that point of view.
1: Yeah. Um, more recently, another story I, I develop right now what I'm doing um outside of this work is I develop courses. And so I develop courses for um organizations uh, specifically for early childhood education. My specialization is trauma and the, um, the long-term impact of that and what we need to do instead. So I started to, to develop this course and I am what I call the practitioner. So I am one of those people that are on the boots, know how to do it, do it every day. I model for people. I have the language. I am not what is considered academia. Now I could be if I wanted to, I have my doctorate, but I don't function at that level. So what that means is I'm a storyteller like I am here. I um, I take very practical approaches to things and I do have the research to support it, but I don't speak in research terms. I can when I need to. I just, that's not who I am. And so I was asked to be a part of this Why team. Why are you
0: acting white?
1: I know, right now. <laughs> And so I was asked to be a part of this team. And I remember the level of um, anxiety. And I don't usually feel this way. Like, I've been in my field for 30 years. I don't usually feel this way. And I, I was a part of this group who are all academia. Who are all like, you know, uh, the, the head of the college or they have developed like this from a research model instead of a practical model. That's why they wanted me. They wanted me to bring that in. So I developed this outline and I remember feeling so anxious about whether I knew enough. Right. Whether it would be good enough. And that's not me. Like, that's not how I function in a day to day experience. But I was put in a situation where now I'm questioning everything I know. So I sent it in, in, um, to them for review, got it back. And it was, I mean, he like redlined it. He was like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And I was like, what the? fuck like and I remember feeling like then my man issues came up like fuck that asshole (laughs) you know all men are bad (laughs) and then it was oh my god I spun out I spun out into this story of like you know I call it whose penis is bigger than the other like you know whose dick is bigger and so it's like we have to one up each other now (laughs) it's like crazy and so I worked myself up I totally told myself a story of blame And shame, and I just spun out. So he and I scheduled to meet, and I was ready. Like, I was ready, and I have good language. Like, I know how to speak in a conflict situation in a way that's effective. Like it's something that I teach people how to do and I'm confident in that area. I was ready to go. And we logged <laughs> in and he's like this passive, I'd never met him before this passive kind man. And he's like, so I just want to know more about what you, and I was like, what just happened here? Like I'm ready for war. <laughs> like, I'm ready to fucking fight. And you're like, why well, didn't I need to have this lovely conversation? And so all of that workup that I did, all of the story that I created, all of the my insecurities, right? That was about me. That ain't shit to do. And he just happened to be the one that showed up, that was sent from the universe. He and I probably have a contract. You know, when Isella's is dying, you near fifty years old. She needs a good check. A good check. So we're gonna. I'm gonna be that person to do that. And then I, when we got off, I really sat there and was like, "Whoa, Isella, what, what the fuck was that?" Like, why did you get spun out that way? And in that situation, I was able to observe it, but I didn't give a fuck about those observations of myself. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, ego is in charge right now. Yes. Ego is in charge right now. And ego is going to step forward first. And (laughs) I opened the door to gladly let ego step forward. That is how it played out. And then afterwards, I reflected and went, ah. Fuck <laughs> right? Yeah. And then we just reset. We reset and we start again.
0: <laughs> that is a nice a good thing God for a reset button, right? And that yeah. reminds me of the story you told about the check, right? But your know, oh. husband doing accounting and he's like, Hey, where's my check? And he's like, No, she said, Where the fuck is my check? <laughs> right. Like, like, where did you make this stuff up? Right. Yeah. I had a I had reset recently, right? So I was having a I possibly almost got myself into a legal issue. Um, just a little while ago, right? And I was creating all these things in my brain, right? Because I got the paperwork, I gotta fill this stuff out, right? And I was thinking to myself, like, oh my gosh, here we go, dealing with the government sucks. And I was creating all these I was creating all these scenarios, right? And I didn't like a part of me because of the person I had to deal with, the person I had to come into contact with, I was making all these stories up, right? Because of who I knew them to be versus not who they are now, right? And I was thinking to myself, I've changed, right? I'm not the same person. Why am I creating this story, right? Because even though I did all the work, this shit was keeping me up at night for like a few days. And I had to just say, what the hell? Why don't you just pick up the phone and have this conversation, right? Have the conversation. See what the other person has to say and see if you guys could work something out. Right. But I was like, nah, fuck. That ego was ready to be in a seat and be like, nah, fuck it. We're going to go. We're going to do this. And we're going to, I'm like, I was ready for war. Right. right? Like I'm ready. And so when I made the phone call, right. And I was like, hello. (laughs) Another person was like, hello. Long time. No talk. Yeah, I know. Right. And then we just started talking about it. I got calmer. Right. And there was still parts of me that were being triggered because of old patterns. Right. But we were able to talk it out and come to somewhat of an agreement. Right. And all it took was me to get out of my head, stop sitting in bed for like three or four days, creating all the getting my heart rate up. Like I'd get pissed. Like it felt like I was back over here. I was just a pick up the phone like, you know what? and start. But I had to slow down. Because even at the level that I'm at, that I think I'm at, right, if there is even a level to this shit, right, my heart was, like, going to jump out of my chest. I was feeling, like, anxious. I was like, oh, my gosh, it was hard to breathe. I was like, oh, no. Okay, God is showing up in an awareness suit, not a piss you off suit, not a come-take-your-shit suit, but in a come-say, hey, are you ready for that next level? Here you go. Here's a bigger hand I'm going to deal you, and let's see how you work through this. Whew. It wasn't easy, but we did it. But it took two, right? It took me being able to get cool, comic collector, realize I was creating stories in my head. Then it took me to actually pick up the phone, call, and have this conversation, mm-hmm. right? And actually listen to the person on the other end without making judgments of either side,
1: right? Yeah, Whew. yeah. And in the conversation that I had with him, I very easily could have come off as an aggressive aggressive Latina really quite honestly you know I could have come off I could have reacted in, in, in things that he <laughs> said in the feedback of my the document that I had created they're called high level outlines so I very easily could have reacted and I was ready to like I was ready yeah. but I was waiting for him to take the first punch you know and <laughs> he just <laughs> And in that moment, I I had you, I dare you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm ready. You don't know who you're fucking with (laughs) the back of my head. Right. (laughs) And then I realized in the moment, like, yeah, you know, that this is my story. This is my story. And it didn't help that he was a white man older, you know, it was like all those things that play in that I'm still working out in terms of my own biases. Right. And so it's that awareness piece is a big shift for us, especially if you're raised in a climate and a culture of blame. And a lot of us were raised that way, you know? Um, my my family, I love them, but oftentimes what well, they'll, you know, they want to side with me and protect me. So I'll say some bad shit that happened. They're like, Mija, don't worry about it. They're stupid, you know? <laughs> don't worry about it. They're
0: well, <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. Hey, Picha Bendejo, they don't know nothing. They don't know shit. <laughs> right? They don't even know what you're talking about, but it doesn't got matter because they it. just have your back, right?
1: Yeah, totally. Like, fuck yeah. them. We're going to fuck them up. You don't told know the story, right?
0: You want me to call your uncle right now, huh? You want right. me to go call Chewy real quick? Tell her, hey, get the chanclas. Hurry. Come on, right. let's go. Where's my fucking chongo? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so we yeah. grow up in that climate of and that pattern, right? Of blame, blame, blame. It's um someone else's fault. It's someone yeah, else's. Yeah. You're you're perfect the way you are, except when you piss me off. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: and so that's we have to get out of that, right? And recognize that. Yeah, you know, things show up for us, but there's there's a spiritual reason for it. But you've got to be a player in that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so that. <laughs> Yeah, it's still, it's still, people work in progress, let me tell you, because it's never, it's, it's never ending. The never ending story, any of you guys ever see that, right? Your story will continue to be the same until you decide to change it, right? Yeah, that's you true. You can create a new chapter, right? And it's that awareness, right? So the next time somebody pisses you off, right, look what God's wearing, <laughs> This is an opportunity to become aware of your own feelings and how it's making you feel. Where am I feeling it at? How is it showing up? How can I, where where else did I see this happening before? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right. And is this person really out to get me or am I just making this shit up in my brain? Because we are clever storytellers, right? Yeah. We are clever storytellers.
1: Even with the spiritual slant to it. Yes. We'll tell the story and we'll make ourselves shine. <laughs> <laughs> right? Spiritual bypass is supposed yep. to happen this way. Look,
0: you made me punch you in your face, right? <laughs> yep.
1: So it looks like we have three people watching right now. Let's. If anybody has any questions um, or anything that they want to share, please feel free to drop something in the comments.
0: Yes. Please do. Don't be shy. Come say hi. <laughs> right? How was God dressed up for you today? Right? Have you set also- anybody's beds on fire lately?
1: <laughs> You're never going to let that go. <laughs>
0: no. That
1: is, that, that, that's
0: crazy shit, man. That's like, it I'm is. surprised. I'm pretty sure I, I had women close to setting my bed on fire. Right? Yep. I'm not eat people.
1: I had to really work on that. Like, seriously, I had to work on, I I used to say that I always had plan B. And so if plan A A didn't, with my husband, if plan A didn't work out, I had plan B. And I always had plan B. And when we got married, the day we got married, I cried. And I told him, don't tell anybody. Because I was so embarrassed that I would actually marry a man like somebody and I was (laughs) so ashamed. Oh my God. And he's like sitting there looking at me, I'm crying. And he's like, I want to tell my family. I'm like, don't tell anybody. (laughs) Like,
0: were you ashamed of being married?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, that was my mom. That was looked down upon. Wow. And I really had to let go of that. And I said to him, these were my exact words. If we are still married, at 10 years, we'll have a ceremony. Those were my words to him. If we are still married by then, because I had plan B. I always had plan B. And if I didn't have the type of husband that I have, one who like, I would throw I fight. I never did this, but I used to say if I threw all his shit in the yard, he'd just sit out there and wait for me to open the door. If I didn't have that kind of husband, we would have been divorced. We've been together thirty years. I would have been divorced year one. <laughs> I'm like fuck yeah. that, I'm out because Damn. that's the way. Kudos we got to me. you
0: and your awareness. He understood God was wearing a fire <laughs> seat. <laughs> he understood that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I had to really let go of those patterns of beliefs. And that took a long time for me because like, I was, like, waiting, right, waiting for the shoe to drop, waiting for him to fuck up, like, waiting for it. And he's like, I'm still here. I'm still here.
0: I'm still yeah. here.
1: All right. We have – we don't have any questions or any anything. Yeah. So
0: – People are probably scared of what we're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be, my mom always gets nervous when I do things, right? I used to have this thing I'd call, I, I would do a Facebook live and I'd be like random questions with mom, right? Because I was trying to get her into the limelight. And so she'd be like, I don't know, mijo, I don't know. Because I was trying to get her, she used to be on TV, I'm not on TV, but on online and stuff so she could get out there more, right? And she was like, please don't, I'm scared what you're going to ask. I'm like, mom, they are going to be random questions. I don't know what's going to come up. You want to do it? Yes or no? And she's like, okay. Right. So she I I think now that she watches these, I don't know if she does because she might be scared of like I tell people there's going to be a time in my life, which is now where I start revealing all the stories, right, that I used to be ashamed of. And sometimes they involve people. Right. But now it's like you got to get it out there. You got to share it. Right. It's not airing out dirty laundry because it's not out of spite to say, hey, this person did this to me. No one's like, Hey, this is what we went through. And this is where we're at now.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 And there's there, I think that's just it. That's another thing we're raised when people don't need to know our shit. Like you don't be telling everybody your business. Right. And it's one of the things that I really, with my whole heart, believe that I experienced what I experienced in order to be of service to others. And yeah, it was with children, too. I experienced the abuse I endured as a child so that I could be in service to children who have been abused. And so I really believe that to be true. And I have to share my stories. I do. And the stories are as I remember them. And that's what pisses people off, too. They're like, well, that's not what happened. I'm like, your experience of the of your memory of the experience is different than mine. And we can have two different truths. Yeah
0: that that's why me 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 and a family member like me and my brother we have two different experiences of our dad two different yeah. experiences of our mom right neither one is better than the other it's just different unique wow right well i guess on that note people where can they find you miss Isela?
1: i am the easiest place is iselagarcia.com all my handles are on my website uh, but I just want to let folks know that I do live readings with my cousin Tina on Wednesdays, and I think we have a lot of fun. We laugh, um, we, uh, it's not just, it's just not doing readings. We tell stories there too. Um, and it's on, uh, five o'clock Pacific time, uh, every Wednesday on Facebook. And we're at Embracing Souls Journey for that particular thing. But if you, um, follow me on Love Being Isela Garcia, you'll get notified because I, I, uh, drop that live link in there, um, every Wednesday. What about you, Mark? Um, Yes,
0: I just got to say, watching their show is really amazing. It is like a show, right? With tarot cards or angel cards, whatever it is. And and we we do, we have fun in there because we make fun of each other. (laughs) It's like sitting in a group of people that are all friends, right? And then you get to learn some cool shit about yourself or your situation, right? So for me, you can find me at mark underscore my underscore magnificence on Instagram. That's going to be the easiest and best way to follow me and get in touch with me. Right, so as of now, but I do got some really cool things in the work. Right, I got two. uh, I got two creative projects coming out for musical wise. I got a, a nonprofit organization that me and my team are putting together. Right, we. So this is a lot. So stay tuned, people because yeah. me and his seller, we're, 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 doing some stuff behind the scenes. Thank you for tuning in again for another amazing, fun, random episode. Wow. It's not random. We know that we're going to have it, but the conversations are pretty random, right? So yeah. thank you guys for tuning in and tuning along. And our next one comes in what, two more weeks? Yeah. Or do we not, uh, or do oh, we, are we weeks. not, are we back not on our shit again? <laughs>
1: no, it's
0: two more weeks. Okay. <laughs> you really